Welcome back to another edition of Every Step of the Way Bible Study Discussion Group. Um, a little more information about us. We're more of a discussion forum. A group of brothers that get together every Tuesday and talk about the gospel, share the gospel, share scriptures. And we tie it in with real life situations and, and try to make it plain. And, and hopefully everybody can relate to it. And, and we try to just bounce things off each other and make it make sense to to the average man or even a seasoned, even a seasoned person in the word. So hopefully you enjoy it. It's the group discussion everyone wants more of. The type of conversation people want to be a part of. We share the gospel, scriptures, and we talk real life situations. You've heard us and followed us on Facebook Live. Now you can watch us right here on the Vision Live Network. The wait is over. It's now time for the Hour of Truth. Welcome to the Every Step of the Way Bible Discussion Podcast. The Real starts now. God is going to break the bread of life. He asks you dipping down that well of knowledge. We're going to teach an unadulterated truth. And God, we ask that you continue to be with us every step of the way, God, and open up our understanding and giving us knowledge. Thank you for everything you do. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ, we do pray. Amen. Man. Amen. 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 Um, I'm really, I've been looking, I've been looking forward to this. You know what I'm saying? We all know that this one, them, this one, them, this one, them topics that has the church split into four quarters and that four quarters split into four quarters. So I'm, I'm definitely interested <laughs> to dive into this thing. And with that being said, I turn it over to my brother, brother Prentice. <clears throat> All right, um, Genesis chapter 2, 20 through uh, 24. It says, so the man gave names to all livestock, the birds in the sky and all the wild animals, but Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with his flesh. Then the Lord God made woman with, from the rib. He had taken out of the man and he brought her to the man. The man said, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. This is why a man leaves his father, his mother, and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. The topic we are talking about tonight uh, that scripture is wrapped around that topic in a lot of sense. You hear people when they, when they refer to it. And I know the topic is a bit controversial. You know, it ain't a bit controversial. It's a lot controversial. Right. When, we are, when we are talking about um, homosexuality, when we're talking about transgender, um, lesbian, or however, you know, whatever they call or however people to call themselves or whatever. It's a topic that has become more and more and more, growing more and more and more. And as I know, it's a tough touchy topic. When we look at it, I mean, we all have, we all know someone, we all have, you know, come in contact with someone. Some of us have friends, some of us have family members, some of us have close family members you know, that they consider themselves uh, gay or homosexual or transgender or whatever. 
And over the years, you've seen how it's transformed into more and more. You see it on television all the time now. You see it on movies, TV yeah. shows, commercials. Um, they get their own separate holidays, events, and it's becoming more and more popular. But at the same token, you know, as this grows and as I read that scripture there and we open up, um, there have also been a side where they've, people have, have been ostracized, they've been abused, they've been shunned. Um, and at the same time, are they not still human? All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Understanding what the Bible says is in your coming across, have you do you see or do you feel that people that identify as transgender or homosexual, do you see them being mistreated? Or do you feel that or do you feel they being unfairly treated by the Christian community? That's good. That's a good question. But because we're supposed to be front and center in everything that represents the kingdom. Front and center. Okay. I, I was saying we can't judge them. You know, that's a preference of, of lifestyle that they want to have, even though we know what the word says. You know. I, I didn't understand what you said. What do you say now? Do you feel, David, that uh, people that of homosexuality or transgender been mistreated by the Christian community? Uh, they absolutely have been misunderstood. And I... And I <clears throat> I think, you know, and that's the thing is that is we feel it's such an abominable sin that one, we don't talk about it. As Todd said, today has got the church divided in so many different directions because of the fact we don't address it. Um, we stigmatize it because it goes against our natural understanding. However, um, I think the church needs to be more vigilant and understanding and creating platforms where we can be educated and do the educating at the same time. Mm-hmm. So when you say do the education and educating at the same time, mm-hmm. is that to be done on a far off where you stand over there and talk and I stand over here and we debate about the situation? No, I, I think that it has to be an intimate conversation. I mean, the Bible has a clear um code about homosexuality. Leviticus talks about it and it says and it's abomination before God because it goes against the very natural act of creation. However, it does not give us the right or the authority to shun and or kick out homosexuals out of the church because that's that's not what God and Jesus is about. God and Jesus is an inclusive God. Now that educating, learning the the more about how uh, homosexual people think and, and how they interact with each other and you can only do that through love and kindness and then educating on what the bible says the bible is clear about it but it's also clear about other sins and so we place such a target on that one that we've made it the biggest sin of all which is not appreciate that glenn mm-hmm. um because when we look at that and where it had the path has taken it from Come on, when we was growing up, you didn't openly talk about this. Mm-mm. 
<laughs> this is this is something you didn't you didn't talk about openly. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was, it's something you kept you kept quiet about. Mm-hmm. It's to the point you, you got churches that are just specifically for people that that identify like that, mm-hmm. and you have books, you have therapy sessions, you have it is. It's considered there's a there's a college that it is known for the college being supported the LBGT community mm-hmm. um, because of the I'm gonna say movement, but it ain't necessarily movement. When I was when I was studying out some of this and I was looking at some the literature, right? Uh, I saw this book by this guy. And it, and it was talked about transformation, right? Mm-hmm. And the mindset that he had was, did God make a mistake? So, and, and he identifies as transgender. But the whole thinking behind it was, when he was born, did God make a mistake? And he said, when, he's, when he goes to places and talks, he said, one of the things, that comes across and he's asked, so if God made you a female, you identify as a male, do you mean or do you think God made a mistake in that process? He says, so after, and, and I'm going to quote him on this one, because this is what he, what he said he done. He said that he read the Bible back and forth. He learned about all the, the the creatures and the narration and the clothing, the clothing himself with the ancient word. And he he and he says, he says, I learned from Job that sometimes things happen in the world that don't make much sense to human beings. He said, I learned from Abraham what is it like to have your name changed. He said, I learned from the apostle Philip that sometimes you have to say yes to God even when you have to say no to the idea of what God is doing. And of course, I learned from Jesus who after resurrection chose to show his body to the disciples, a body that was scared, scarred and transformed and yet still his own. He goes on to say, said, God created me with a body. He said, excuse me, he said, before I was finding my own answers to the original question, did God make a mistake? Personally, my answer is no. I don't think God made a mistake in creating me just as I am. God created me with a body that was designed, designated female when I was born in a body that I struggled to connect with for for the first 26 years of my life. But God created me also um, with the mindset to identify as a male. I believe God made me to be gender gender identity included and intended for me to be transgender person Mm -hmm. to see the world through the different lens. I think God didn't make a mistake. I think God made me transgender on purpose. But that's the mindset to where we done got to now. You ever heard my my kids, my kids had to teach me the word non-binary. 
Mm-hmm. Non-binary means we we no longer talk about he, he. or she. He. Is he she bait? Well, well, people have well, excuse me. Where they have now, instead of going by he or she, is he, she, or they, which means what non-binary means, and that's where the culture has changed. And now, where we're changing, even what we call gender-specific. You know, we read the scripture earlier, right? And to, do you think this is getting to the point where it is taking over? And and it's for it to be more accepted, or is it the thing of people doing what they want to do? I don't think that it's taken over <clears throat> because the traditional roles of male and female are still outweigh the number of non-traditional. And so that that is still the number one. To be more accepted, I think has become more culturally acceptable because people are mm-hmm. to the mindset of being non-offensive. And because they've been non-offensive, they're more accepting. In a church setting, as I stated earlier, I think that we need to be more educated. Uh, now, what I mean is, I mean that you know we should differentiate from the law of God and go a different direction. That's totally not what I'm saying. What I am saying, though, is, is that we should not shun, cast out, castigate, or separate because a person identifies a certain manner. And that, that's not what we're here for. Um, and I think a lot of times in a church setting, we have judgment, which is, is wrong in the eyes of God. Yeah. Are we supposed to accept it? Absolutely not. That's not what the Bible tells us. It, uh, it, but it does not allow us the room to pass judgment on anybody. Because, you know, I, I have seen the instances and have been involved where I was at a church and I was the, uh, the interim pastor and the pastor, the, the, the deacon board came to me and told me, kick out all the homosexuals. And I told them they were crazy. And they looked at me like I was crazy. I said, well, if I'm going to kick out the homosexuals, then I got to kick out the adulterers. If I kick out the adulterers, I got to kick out the fornicators and I got to kick out the liars. I kick out the thieves and I got to kick out the backbiters. And, and so mm-hmm. if I kick everybody out, who come to church? You know, and, and that's the thing. We get so caught up in the sin. We, as I stated earlier, we made it the number one sin, and it's not. The number one sin, the only sin that can't be forgiven is blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. However, we have gotten so indoctrinated in honestly hating homosexuals because we made it the number one sin because it goes against our nature that we hate them. And that's not right. That's not right in the eyes of God. And that's where we need to get uh, our stigmas and our stereotypes in order so that we can be used by God to, as I stated earlier, educate to the ways of God, and the words of God. And then it's up to them to make a decision, but it's not for us to make the decision for them. So, someone that decides to become transgender, that means they're mm-hmm. actually uh, being surgically altered. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that that, excuse do y'all feel or do y'all think or you have no knowledge or however that that rules that's totally blasphemy or that they that rules themselves out from becoming a Christian or they're not a Christian or or what on that table? Because I, and I, and I asked that question for a reason because in I'm the area, pretty sure. In the area of forgiveness, 
say a person alters their body physically um, and then they come to the knowledge of Christ and they, and they ask to be saved. They still now have to walk in the altered body that they have because they genetically modified, I mean, excuse me, surgically modified their body. However, if the mm -hmm. mindset is sin no more and they turn from the lifestyle and walk now to the best of their ability, even in the altered state, by the precepts of God, I believe, because I see no biblical evidence to the contrary, that they are saved and that they will have a right to the tree of life. Now, that again has to be put in practice, that you, you have to turn away from the lifestyle that is death. And what am I saying? Am I saying that um, do they have, can they be saved? Absolutely. Anybody can be saved, matter, no matter what physical state you're in or how you've altered your body. However, there has to be a spiritual and a psychological awakening that happens that we're going to only see on the day of judgment. You know, one of the things you referenced, um, Glenn, was um, when you were speaking is 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, mm -hmm. um, where it says, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, uh, nor homosexuals, Sodomites, thieves, mm -hmm. nor com converters, nor drunkards, revelers, extortionists will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. Mm -hmm. But you were washed. But you were sacrificed. Sac excuse me. Sanctified. But you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the spirit of our God. In that token what, what you mentioned earlier, Glenn, he just didn't mention homosexual. Come on now. It was several different people and categories that he listed there. And, and some of that I identified with. So that mm -hmm. kind of put me, that will put me in the same category if I myself didn't change. And, and look at what that scripture says. As such as some are you were. And he mm -hmm. told him the only way you're now escaping what you was is because you have been washed and sanctified through the blood of Jesus Christ. You come into the knowledge of Christ. And in coming into the knowledge of Christ, you're sanctified by turning away from the lifestyle or the situation that you were in. And so that answers your question right there. Can they find salvation? Can they be saved? Absolutely. But it has to be a turning and a sanctification process through Jesus Christ. Right. Let me, um, I keep seeing, I keep visualizing <clears throat> this in my head. How, how, how do we go to the altar mm -hmm. with all, I'm trying to say this very, as good as I, as well as I can. How can we go to the altar, go to God with, with, with heaven and in the kingdom in mind <clears throat> With, with that altered body be, because to to go to get to that point it doesn't it doesn't just happen hey i don't, I don't like this i'm not mm -hmm. i want to be dead right I, and i don't know anything about it so i'm just my opinion you have to be so displeased with what god gave you to get to the place where you alter it 
trying mm-hmm. to figure out how do God sees that cry out, that cry, that plea. Remember when God told Samuel when he was anointing David, he said, God does not look at the outer appearance. He does not see that. He sees repentance. God, does, God doesn't see a person. He sees repentance. He sees the spirit. He sees the heart of the matter. He's not concerned about the package. He's not concerned about the package. He's concerned about the soul of the package. The soul is not gender specific. However, God made you in his image and after his likeness. I get what you're saying. Emotionally, you have to be so dissatisfied with the package Mm -hmm. that you alter it. However, the innards of the package has not been altered. The soul is still intact. When God is judging sin, he judges the sin by what has been stated, not the package. He does not judge our appearance. He's never concerned about our body because our bodies are going to return to the dust. You know, that's what you hear people talking about, uh, to get a tattoo is a sin, to do this is a sin because you are defiling the temple of God. That's not true. This is a package. The temple of God lies on the inside of it. The soul is what you are in charge of taking care of. And so when you're talking about defiling the temple, he's not even talking about the body manifestation because he's not concerned about the body manifestation. And and, and so when we look and we go with a repentant heart, that's what he's looking so it, it, to look at it, that aspect to say all ugly people will never be will never be forgiven. So I'm in trouble <laughs> because if I see myself less than what somebody else sees me, then I will never measure up, and so I I will not go to God and repent. However, once I make my mind that I'm worthy and I'm valuable to Him, and I go and ask for His forgiveness and seeking Him in the transformation of my spirit and my soul. That's the difference maker. It's not the outer appearance. That's good. That's good. That's good, Glenn. What I've seen and in, in, um, in what I've read from a couple of different people <laughs> is that they feel that, that they was born with another. They was born one way, mm-hmm. but they feeling that they are being called to be another. Mm-hmm. That they identify with another sex. But if they were born male, they feel they identify as female. That's how we got the, the um, binary and all of that. But on a spiritual plane, mm-hmm. on a spiritual plane, I guess my, my, I wanted to talk about this for a couple of different reasons. Number one is, is because there's so much out there. Right. And we we we've got into the point where it, we got hate crimes, we call it. Mm-hmm. Right. And we got into the point where it's it's to the point where we're we like Glenn said earlier that we put it up there as the number one abolish uh abolish it ain't abolishment, but um where we feel that that the sin of all sins. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's not how God sees it. Yeah, that's good. And but we see it like that as individuals. Instead of trying to still love the person or individual or who it is. Now, there's been many of scriptures that have been used on both sides of the coin, Mm -hmm. um, where people have tried to plead their case. 
Well, for example, like the scripture I opened up with in Genesis, right? Uh, God created man and woman. There are, there are people on the other side that are saying God changes his mind all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they are saying that. Who, that where them people at? Say, I'm sorry? Where them people at? They, they are saying that God changes his mind all the time. And they're and taking excerpts out of the Bible and saying that, well, he said this over here for um, in Deuteronomy, um, and I think it's Deuteronomy, where it talks about a man that cuts off his testicles or loses his, his male parts, can have not have no part of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And then it talks about how righteous the eunuch is in um, Isaiah. And then, mm -hmm. of course, Jesus references the eunuch in Matthew as well. Um, how, and I, I got that one down. I'll probably read that in a minute. And they use that and say, God changed his mind. And they're saying, well, why he couldn't change his mind about this? But then you have, again, you have scriptures that we come across that talks about sexual impurity. Um, says uh, in Romans, therefore God gave them over to their sinful desires of the heart to sexual impurity for this, the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God's for a lie and worship and and serve created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lust. Even their woman exchanges natural sexual relations for unnatural. You have to remember uh, why fornication and adultery and homosexuality is so looked upon because those particular sins involves another person. Most sins are just individual, but fornication, adultery, and uh, homosexuality, it's like when you commit to that individual, everything that person has or had in their system will become part of your system. So whatever, whatever you come together on, you coming together for their past and whatever they did. So when you when people talk about homosexuality and adultery and fornication, it's just that those sins involve other other people's lives and they pass. It, it is nasty. It, it's filthy because you don't know what they've done and they don't know what you've done. That's why marriage was, was never intended to be a, a social event. It was supposed to be sacred and undefiled before God that people be virgins. But we know that that's, that being left the uh, stable, so that'll never happen. But that's why you have to be careful when, when you get a partner. Or, or, or in this case, we're talking about trans and, and homosexuality and uh, stuff like that. People don't want to say it, but you have to think about that. God didn't intend that. God ain't, ain't pretend for no two men to be on TV kissing. 
tongue each other down. That's not godly. That's not even the most part is not godly. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, excuse me, man. <laughs> listen, listen. That I, I can't. That's not even man. And you said a few minutes ago, Prince, he created man and woman. And, and you know the saying, uh, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Just think, you have to think about this stuff. I, I, listen, I have an uncle. He passed away. I love that dude dearly. That dude taught me so much. But in my early life, I found out he was gay. That didn't make him less my uncle. Come on. He still, and I still love him, but the lifestyle that he led put him in his grave. So, I, I mean, you, you have to think about this stuff. There, as we always say, there, there's repercussion behind this stuff. It's not just, just you you and a woman. It, it can never be. A man going to be a man. A woman going to be a woman. Now, I hear you say about the tendencies, and, and they saying they were born like that, and God made a mistake. God don't make no mistakes. God don't make mistakes. And I can prove that by this. Has the sun ever fell out the sky? Or the moon fell out the sky? The stars? There's a scripture in the Bible where, in, in the book of Job, where the doors of the ocean are there. And, uh, and that water can come on land, but by proclamation of God's commandment, it has to return back to the ocean for where it comes. The rain has to go back from where it comes. So God don't make mistakes. Not even over years. He don't make mistakes. Never have and never will. That's what makes him perfect. That's what makes him God. And, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to a minute. Uh, just think about the transgenders. How you gonna wanna run in a woman's race and use a man? That doesn't make sense. And you wanna go to court so you can run with the ladies. That doesn't make sense. You was a man a, a few years ago, but now you wanna run with the ladies. That that come on, that 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 doesn't make sense at all. I'm gonna I'm jump in here real quick. <clears throat> what helped me? I'm I'm I don't know what the levels are masculinity. I'm I'm at the top. I'm at, I'm in that top type. <laughs> if not over the edge a little bit, right? But when when I gave my life to Christ, the the um brothers, my mentor and the brothers that that poured into me so greatly, <clears throat> they gave me something to always remember. They always say um they called me Big T in in Goldsboro. I say Big T. This thing that you don't embarked on is about your father's business, right? My father's business is saving souls. Mm -hmm. And I, as a man of God, I, I, my responsibility is to be a tool and a vessel. I can't save anybody's soul, but I can be a tool and, and let God use me in that process of saving souls. However, he's gonna manipulate it and, and, and torque it. Cause for me, like in my thirties, I I had an issue with, and I ain't talking about homosexual. I'm talking about anybody who I considered soft. Anybody, if I thought you were soft, I'm talking about just a regular cat. I'm talking about it ate me to my core if you wasn't hard nosed like me. 
And I had to I had to be delivered from that because we are all different. Once I grew, I had I got a greater understanding that we are all created differently. And so in terms of of trans and, and homosexuality, I deal with it with the mindset of I'm about my father's business. And if that keeps me that keeps me in in, in the green, keeps me from getting in too much trouble because that's if that's what my heart desire is, then I'm gonna move that way. But I mean, that, that's the thing you're saying is the wonderful of, of, of salvation is that you have come to the understanding that it's not about my opinion. It's about right. what God's right. opinion is and how he wants me to manifest toward my brothers and my sisters. As you said, we can't save anybody and we can't choose their sexual lifestyle. Mm -hmm. All we can do is present God's case. That's all we can do. We're not here to judge anybody. Right. And because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. the, the thing is, is how do we as a church allow them the space to change? And in too many cases, we do not allow them the space to change. We don't allow them to come into the knowledge of Christ. We shun them in such a way that we make them outcast. And that is a, um, a black mark upon us because that's not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to offer them the things of God. It's up to them to decide if they're going to take them or not. They're going to be Billions of people are not going to come to the salvation of God till they're and get about to take their last breath. And so <clears throat> all we can do is pray and give them what God says until they come into the change of knowledge. And it makes no difference what they look like when they come into that change of knowledge. It is up to yeah. God to either accept or deny. Right. We got no heaven or hell to put nobody yeah. in. Amen. You know, one, one thing... Uh, I used to uh, struggle with this uh, for a long time. Uh, I reckon stuff, stuff that I picked up, you know, uh, judging people, how, whether they are uh, straight or gay. But I, I remember my pastor preached on, um, preached one Sunday, and he was talking about uh, looking at people from, 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 from God perspective and when God sees us, he's, he warns us about lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Those are the only three categories that, that he looks at. He don't look at, he don't look at you because he don't, you, you're not off to yourself because you're gay. You're not off to yourself because you're lesbian or, or transgender, whatever. It's all sin. Mm -hmm. It's the same way for me when I go, if I go to Walmart and I see this beautiful woman and she is proportionally perfect, and in my mind I'm saying, now that is a nice woman there. Now I would like to connect with her. In the sight of God, I'm operating in lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. In me, to judge a man or woman because of their gender is the same thing God looking at me. But well, Charles, you know, you're a male. You're just being normal. You can go ahead and look at that woman. Christ said, if I look at that woman, and, in my heart. and I desire her within my heart, I've seen it. So, 
I'm in no free capital. How can I judge somebody else saying that they're gay or they're transgender or lesbian or whatever? Because like, like we said earlier, God looks at the heart of an individual. Mm -hmm. I can, when, when I come to Christ, I say if I was gay and I came to Christ and gave my life to Christ, everything that I've done in the past as a gay man is washed under the blood. And only thing that he sees when he sees Charles he sees that he sees Charles as an individual that has been washed in the blood, and those gay tendencies have been washed away. But yet, and, and I was in this trap too. You kind of kind of judge those that type person as you know. Oh man, that's kind of hard what they're doing. But I'm looking at it on behind. I'm looking at this house or something. I'm lusting for this house, I'm lusting for this car, and it's, it's all sin, lust of the eye, pride of life, and the, uh, what, lust of the flesh, but we separate, we, through our eyes, we put them in, put people in categories, and that's not how God sees it, if it, <laughs> ah, I can go set up a church, Speaking in tongues, praising God, and yet have the one of the weirdest thoughts that I ever had. Where in the heck did that come from? <laughs> and I'm talking, I'm sitting in church. But yet this man over here sitting, or this woman over here, dressed up like a woman. I'm judging him, but I'm having I'm struggling within myself. How can I say I'm a better person than he, he is or she is? And I got my own issues. What did you say? God, for God so loved the world that he gave his own begotten son. Didn't it yeah. say that? Yeah. That's what it say. Yeah. Amen. One of the things. Prince, that... Prince. Go ahead. No, um, I was just going to say, Mr. Charles. Um, even on that line of thinking of, of, of what you're saying there, um, we we sometimes get caught up in we we supposed to be in the world but not of the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we get caught up with the world. Mm -hmm. Yes, and we go along with the world. <laughs> um, I sit back and and. and uh, this is something that, that that I thought about for a while too. If we sit back and we look at Jesus' life, he didn't go all the into the places where all the religious leaders went. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. He went to Zacchaeus' house. Mm, come on, the chief tax collector. He went to the woman of the well. He went, he went into places where, and, and one, if you remember in one of the scriptures, he said, isn't it the sick that need the doctor? 
But that's where he goes. And and when he goes, he doesn't judge. Mm -hmm. He gives love wherever he goes. And as Christians, we are called to love. Yes. We are called to share Mm -hmm. his word. We are called to deliver his word in truth. Right, Mr. Charles, in the truth. And and that's what we are called to do, not to judge. We are called to deliver that truth, but not to judge. Well, can can I pose this question? If Jerome finna ask us on this, oh excuse me, bro. I probably come on, Jerome. You need to say something. (laughs) Go ahead, now. I mean, y'all saying it, you know, and, and I'm just going to be real about it. But we avoid that truth. And what I'm, and what I mean by that is, yeah, we don't supposed to judge, and we supposed to love, but we got to educate, and we got to educate strongly, because yeah. the realness is, God says, to be this, you surely will die. That's the word in Leviticus. He said, you surely will die. So what I'm saying is, I'm saying, yes, I have friends. I have, you know, I got loved ones that did this. But the truth is, I educated them strongly on what's going to happen to you if you don't change this, if you don't remove this from your life. And what I'm saying is, yes, all this love and all this. Uh, but, but how often do we hear this preached in church? You ain't. How often do we hear people? It's like no. an avoidance. No. And now we got states where they're making it acceptable and saying you, it's okay to get married. So Man. that's like approval rate. But that ain't what God is saying. So if we're going to make it about God, then we got to tell the truth about what the word said. Just like we do with fornicators and, and me being, a, you know, whatever I am, we tell the truth to me. So we got to yeah. tell the truth to them. Exactly. So that's all I'm going to say about it. If you don't want them, you know, the, the love of being a Christian means that we're gonna we're gonna educate everybody on whatever is going on in their life that doesn't line up with the word of God, and we shouldn't avoid no matter what the circumstance, even if it's hard to talk about, even if it's something that we don't want the road we don't want to go down. But if it's the word of God, not Jerome now, but if it's the word of God, we got to be bold about it. We got to be bold about that instance and just say, "Hey guys, this is not something you might want to do. You might want to try to you know get this away from your life or whatever." That ain't a judgment. That's just telling them what, what does says the Lord. And hopefully, they'll make a change. Just like I need to make a change with all the stuff that went on in my life. But I made the change because people was bringing it to me. People wasn't scared to say, hey, Jerome, you messed up. You know what I'm saying? So, so should we do the same thing? I'm just asking you guys. Should, shouldn't it be the same message in that yeah, area? And I think I think that's that's the legitimacy of it, Jerome. Is that how many people are willing to to say this is what the Bible says? You know, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And then, but then, here's the here's the issue that that a lot of people fall into. As I stated earlier, we made it the number one sin, and and that's not fair to make it the number one sin because it's not the number one sin. And as you stated, you got to teach them just like you teach the fornicator, the adulterer, the liar, the backbiter, the thief, 
All of it, all Jesus said, all his sin comes short of the glory of God. All of it, all of it, all of us have. All of us. You say, well, we know one sin is greater than the other. Big in. I just said no one sin is greater than another. Absolutely. Right. The Bible says there's only one sin that can't be forgiven. That's blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. That's it. That's the only one that can't be forgiven. And, mm -hmm. and so we look at it, and, but as Jerome is saying, we educate everybody. And as long as the education is clear and it's clear cut off the board proportional, then people will come into the knowledge. But when you start singling out one set of people and that's what you're going to do, you're going to run into issues because you're, you're not showing love and compassion. You're showing separatism and and uh, dictatorship. And that was, that was the question I was going to ask. Uh, are we willing to talk about it to, with transgenders, homosexuals, and the rest of them? Because as Jerome said, we talk about everything else. We teach everything else, but in church we don't teach we don't teach about homosexuality. We don't. <laughs> You don't talk about adultery on the case, you don't call it that. <laughs> well, you, let's be real, churches have gotten away. You touch that a little bit, but we ain't gonna touch homosexuality at all. And we don't, we don't talk. If you know good and well, there's so much dog on adultery going on in the church, but ain't no preachers ain't gonna talk about that because they ain't gonna pay time. So we ain't, gonna, so they ain't gonna talk about. It. But if you were gonna say you're gonna call it again. out, let's, let's call it out for what it is. Let's be real about it. That's when all I'm saying. Singling out a, a group of people, you're gonna cause division. You're right. Teach the word because the word in itself says that there's no sin greater, only one sin greater than all. That's what he teaches. Jerome is absolutely correct. We have to give the truth, but what does it say? Give the truth in love. That's right. Yeah. Give the truth in love, but don't get the truth to where you're persecuting and you beat them over the head. That's not love. Now you're persecuting me. <laughs> Somebody asked me a question. I got, I got a text that said, would you follow a pastor that was once gay? Yes. If he's teaching the word of God and he's trying to do the best he can to walk away from that sin, absolutely, if he's teaching the word of God. Because my response was, how do I know my pastor and I? And I, and I know my pastor and I is not. However, I don't know somebody's path. I can't judge them on the path. I can only walk with them. The Bible says, follow me as I follow Christ. As long as you follow in Christ, you got an audience in me. When you start walking away from Christ, that's when minds and your communication stop. As long as the man or woman of God is following Christ and giving the word of God, no matter who they used to be, because I used to be something too. Amen. And so when I yeah. start passing yeah. judgment on for what they used to be, then the Bible is clear. If I can't forgive them, he can't forgive me. Amen. And that's and still you, there. And Glenn, when you, when you said, when you just said that, Romans 23, kind of clears up, clears it for all have sinned mm -hmm. and come short of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Not the gay lesbian. This all. Let me put my hand up. All. I'm all. Have sinned. So how can I judge another man's servant? Come on. Because I'm falling short myself. My fear is I will misjudge a person and cause, and when God said to speak to the rock, and then I go and strike it. And he's telling me, speak to my homosexual brother, but I go and hit him over the head with his sin. Yeah. That caused me to miss kingdom because I'm too busy trying to be self-righteous. I ain't got no self-righteous. Mm. 
because mm. my righteousness is a filthy rag. So Man. I have to be, I have to be intentional. At the same time, I have to be compassionate and not careful. And so I have to give the word of God in truth and in love, but I have to be compassionate about how I do it. So that if I be too careful, I won't give them what thus said the word God, uh, thus said the Lord. I give them what thus says me, trying to paraphrase God's word and cause them to miss and me to miss at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think y'all are right. And we need to have these direct conversations in the right way. But I think a lot of the issue is, and I'll speak for myself from the past, I was probably one of the biggest homophobic people that there were, is okay. you judge the action, you judge the sin, and you don't look at the person. Because at the end of the day, these are still people with feelings, with families, and you know, with aspirations and things like that. And I think if we went to the person to have these conversations instead of going to the sin. And like you said, Glenn, beating the sin over the head, that it would be, it would be received better. Because I mean, if you, if you come to me and you tell me about something I'm doing, I mean, I love food. If you come to me, tell me I'm a glutton and beat me over the head with, it, I'm saying, man, you don't go on someone get out my face. But if you come to me and talk about how it's affecting my health or something like that and, and show that you care about me, then we can have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. <clears throat> um, so <clears throat> the thing I, I a couple of things I really wanted to get to, and I think you guys really got to them was number one, deal with the sin. Mm -hmm. We just can't keep avoiding it. Number two, the number two thing was. You have to do it with a Christ-like heart. You can't stand back and throw rocks. You can't throw rocks and hide your hand and beat people over the head with. Like, like we are all that. We like Jay, you gotta speak the truth. And I think a lot of times the truth is being avoided. But not only with that, because the one thing I do see and I have noticed, and, and you guys you, sometimes we'll quit. To accept the fact that our married best, our married buddy bringing his girlfriend around. Amen. Mm -hmm. yeah. saying that we'll just yeah. look at him and go and nod your head. All right. But when the when the other when the two guys that come around, we looking away and running away. All right. Both are sin. Mm -hmm. right. That's good. As far as we are, we are quick to accept mm -hmm. it and not deal with both, and dealing with both in love and in truth, gentlemen. That's all I, I really want to dive into tonight because I, I can tell you this is the reason why this is another reason just been on to my heart so much. It's because of my kids. My kids be on. <laughs> my kids living in another world, growing up in a world that I didn't grow up in. They teaching me about it. I, I got a 24 and, and my, my son will be 16 next month and a 16 year old. They, they teaching me about the pressures they get in life right now at school and away from school growing up and having to deal with this as a young age. So um, I appreciate it, but that's all I had uh, as far as any final thoughts. 
powerful. Good. That's good stuff. Man, the thing that's just really jumped out at me is when you talked about who who Jesus went to visit. Mm. That's that's my father's business. Yeah. He he was all about his father's business. And and so the saving soul aspect, that's why he was going where he went. He 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 was on a mission. And when you save when your father's business is your thought process, it keeps you from that judgment, that judgment mentality. Man, that's good stuff. Man. Great topic tonight, friends. You knocked out the park, man. I, I was a little, I don't know if you're scared, Dirty Bird. He, he was a little nervous, so he, he might have been. <laughs> you knocked it out the park, man. Anybody got anything they want to share before we do these shout outs and take away? Brother Dakota, I know you got here late. Give me something. Yeah, I remember. Um, I don't know, Apprentice. Brother Brooks, did you pose the question to them like you did to me two weeks ago? All depending which question I pose it to you for a reason. Yeah, I know you did. I'm talking about the one about if your child is married to somebody where they where you let them stay in your house. No, I didn't pose that question. You didn't pose that question. Oh, okay. Well, see, y'all y'all don't know. See, Prentice was dealing with me a couple of weeks ago about that stuff. About the question was if you have a child that's gay, and if he that's just he or she, and they're married to somebody else, you know. If they come over to your house, let's say they apartment burned down, can they stay at your house for the night and stay in a room or something like that? He said, I mean, you guys going to answer that, answer that honestly, though, because that's something I can see a bunch of you guys tap dancing. It's definitely tap dance for bowl. How many, how many of you guys will answer that honestly, though? Me? The answer would be no. Absolutely. Straight up, no. He ain't nothing to even think about. <laughs> see, Prentice, well, see, Prentice was saying, but they're legally married. In other words, she's not in God's eyes. Yeah, not. yeah, yeah, yeah. My house ain't built on the law. Man, and it's a cast 22 and it's a two-edged sword because it says you give rule to the law of the land. Mm -hmm. So let's so let's do this real quick. You said your house real quick. Hold up, brother Robert. Dakota is no brother Charles. Hey, if my daughter or my son was gay and they were married to a, a man or a woman, they're still my child. Mm -hmm. That's my baby. That child came from me and my wife. And the love of God that's on the inside of me will love them in spite of. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's right. But the love of my child—I mean, my child, my baby, or mm -hmm. my daughter, son—is strong. Because if 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 I if I ran them away, do you not realize the crap that I did? And God still loved me. Mm -hmm. That's a good answer, brother Charles. Uh -huh. That's a that's a good answer, brother Charles. All that crap you did, son, you have dis you are currently disqualified. You know where I would be now in hell. Mm -hmm. But he so loved me mm -hmm. that he gave only begotten son for me. That's good. That's good, bro. Let me let me get to Brother Robert. What's your answer? Just your answer. Just your answer. But he said 
the half burned down. Correct? Yeah. That's what you say, right? Well, they can stay. Just can't sleep in the same room. They can stay. But they can't sleep in the same room. Can't do that. That's a good answer, Brother Glenn. Yeah, they can stay. Fred? They can stay. Josh? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I'm probably, and this is not to say anybody else isn't, but borderline obsessive over my kids and the love that I have for them. Like, they are literally my heartbeats, all three of them. So I cannot see myself turning them away for anything. Anything. Jerome? Um, it's a no for me. And I'm going to tell you why. Joshua 24, 15, I think I read it. It says, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Lord. And so, is even if it's your kids, God don't care if it's your kids. God won't. Even God, in the Bible, if your kids are not serving God, you don't even go to follow them. That's the word of God. I, I have to choose God over my kids. And if my son or my daughter not doing the right thing with God, my mom didn't choose me when I was out there doing that stuff. Sometimes you have to love them hard. Yeah, we look at our kids like that when they're young, but when they get older, when they get over 18, they get to 21, they started cussing you out and knocking you inside your head, and you tell me you're going to choose your kid, I don't think you will. That's they a different start to bring things to your house mm-hmm. that's going to disrupt your house. You and your house got to serve the Lord. That's my choice. Right. But I mean, look, you, I think what I want you to look at too, Jerome, say for instance, because I mean, it, it, it's a topic that we talked about before, how prevalent suicide is nowadays. Say you turn your kid away and they go and take their life because they feel like the world against them and now their they parent ain't with them no more. They don't want them. And I just have to do that for the rest of my life. I, I don't think you can. And, I, and, I, and we're using that scripture so cut and dry after me and my house will serve the Lord. God makes room for that. As long as you live in, you have a right to the life by repentance. He makes well, what's wrong? What's what's wrong? What's wrong with letting what's wrong with letting your kid? Because everybody that's everybody running behind that. My my kid can always stay. No question, no doubt. But, but we're not walking in here holding hands because that's because that scripture has now what to sleep once that happens. Let's yeah, you come here. About it. Your child ain't gonna come to you about it if they already know your feelings about it anyway. That's they, right. They're not, they're not even gonna that's put right. you in that situation. That's right. So that, that's gonna be the first thing. Let, let's just get the hypotheticals into the reality. The reality is your child already knows they're not even gonna put you in that situation because they love you that much. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing about it. But being mm-hmm. hypothetical and talking about the word of God, the word of God is inclusive. And so you even saying that to me in my house, we will serve the Lord. You serve the Lord because he said, if you don't have a home, one that doesn't have a home, you give them clothing, you give them shelter, you give them food. So in doing so, you will win souls. So that is doing the work of God. But I give them money to go to a motel. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's the second I give them money to go to the motel. That's providing for them. But they're right. not going to come up and live up in my house like that. And, that's and I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> It's, it's the, first, the first sign of accepting is spending the night. That's right. Yeah. yeah I mean, you say it's, it's, lawful, it's lawful, but it's not expedient. Come on. Thank you. It's lawful, but it's not expedient, even though 
the topic tonight that we were talking about and now what we're talking about now it might be lawful but it's not expedient right right and glenn you just said it best first of all especially depending on your child gonna know whether you what you're thinking anyway and they know not to even come to me with that foolishness number one about that and first of all even if my child was gay i'm not going to no gay wedding that's right and I'm not preaching one. I'm not joining two uh, same sex and holy matrimony. I don't care how much money they pay. I ain't doing it because I'm part of that foolishness. And I will not do it. And I've made my position clear. I don't pass judgment, but I, I don't perform gay marriages because that's not a, according to my ordination of what I believe. I believe the Bible and, I, and I'm specific about it, but I don't love them any less. And, oh, no. and that's oh, no. what I'm talking about. Amen. And and I up if, if it was my house again when I was in my own house, it's situational, absolutely situational. However, outside on the, if my child and we're talking about the hypothetical, my child can stay. But I I don't want it to get lost either, just because I answered it the way I did. Like I'm I'm okay with that. It's still an opportunity to minister to them while they're in your house Absolutely. and to try to get them to see a different aspect. <laughs> I was just saying, if you push them away, there's no way you can minister to them because they don't feel like you don't want them, you don't love them. Hey, hey Josh, they got a thing called speakerphone. <clears throat> we we can hey. minister over the speakerphone. Right, but you know, well, well, it's different if you if if me and you get mad at each other. It's gonna be easier for us to talk it out and, and get over there at home face to face as opposed to over the speakerphone. <laughs> right, right, right. But that's that's how my ministry ain't gonna be done. Hey, over the speakerphone. To each his own. Right, right. But but how did Jesus I can't hear you, Chuck. You break up, Chuck. Those that people were well, they were Jesus. I mean, he went to the outcast. Those that he he didn't go to the righteous people that were in the synagogue in the church or whatever. He went to those that were lost. Come on now. He took his ministry too. So if I'm a follower of Christ, I can't win people if I got my standards set up. I'm my only standard I should have. Now this is all. The only standard I should have is my household. And when I, and that, and sometimes, sometimes I, 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 even in that, sometimes besides myself, when I get beside myself, my feelings can take me. Chuck, Chuck, move over to the other chair over there. Why y'all getting right? Myself. Let me ask y'all a question then. When Jesus turned over the money changers in the church. I ain't asking. Go ahead, Drew. What would you ask him? He just turned over the money changers in the church and he said, my house will be a house of prayer, but you made my house a, a den of thieves. Mm -hmm. What did he really mean about that? He's talking specifically about the money. I, but, but I think the principle will be the same. Uh, the the principle, because you got to go on and finish the scripture. What did he say after he turned over the table? He sat down and he talked. And so when you look at it, for he's strictly talking about how they were using the money for sacrifice and that, and, and what the scripture said, that they were turning to a den of, uh, of thieves. And after he turned it over and he said it right, he sat down and taught those people that came. So if you look at it in the text of what it's supposed to be, 
if we're talking about homosexuals, he would sit down and offer them salvation. Right. Okay. So, I got that. So, so what I'm saying is that's that's the point I want to make. If you if you sit down and you can sit there and tell him and you, he turned them away first, say don't do this. No, no, then no. He, he sat down. He didn't turn the people away. He turned. He the turned down what he's saying. He turned the table over. Yeah. So the that was an act of aggression, saying, "Hey, you can't do this in this house, right?" Yeah. Is that not right? The money changers, not not the people that came for the sacrifice. He turned okay, whoever, over. whatever. He turned the table over for to prove a point that he wasn't gonna allow that to go on in the church. Is correct. that correct? Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay, that's my whole point. I we want to use Jesus, man, but Jesus, Jesus was very specific about certain things, and yeah, he showed a lot of love, but that was an action that he really despised. He despised that to where he almost got angry about that, Glenn. Oh, he didn't almost got angry. He got angry, but I understand. Right, he got angry about it. So I'm but who was his anger with? His anger wasn't with the people that came for the sacrifice. His anger was with the leaders of the church, the ones that were inside that doing the illegal practice. Right, and that's what I'm saying about me. If I allow something that I know Jesus don't agree with, then I am the one that he's going to be angry with because now he's not going to be angry with them. He's going to be angry with me because I know better and I have allowed it. Well, he, but you're saying what Jesus allowed. What Jesus allowed is for a place to come for healing. So if I don't make it a place where a person can come for healing, how can they get healed? Well, what 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 makes you think they even want healing if they're doing that? That's not a place healing. You know what, what makes you think? Because so some a lot of them that I've so dealt what about, with. What about the drugs? They don't even think they're doing nothing Homosexuality aside, what about the liar, the fornicator, the thief? Right. But that's what the subject is about tonight. The subject is about homosexuality. And, so that's and what that's we're talking about. Point. This is the subject we, we're talking we made about. It, we made it to where homosexuals don't have a right to come into the church to get salvation. No, I'm talking about the question of coming into my house. I'm not talking about the church. Oh, okay. okay. I'm still that, on that, that point. I'm still on that can, point. And I'm trying to say why Christians shouldn't do that. That's what I'm saying. I totally understand, I understand your point of why you say in your house. And that and right. that is absolutely, your, that's your house. How you how you deal with and I, I hope that you don't think I'm trying to change your mind because I'm not. Okay, that's, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Okay. I'm not, I'm not I promise you I'm not. That's your house. <laughs> okay. We good. Then. <laughs> and, no, your hey, Dakota shaking his head too. <laughs> do we do we Dakota do shaking we, his head? Do we believe in spirits, the spirits in the presence of of spirits? Uh -huh. I, I I believe in spirits uh, oh, yeah. uh big time. Yeah. And and so so it's it's a little bit deeper. It's a little bit deeper than hey, that's my baby, that's my that's my boy, that's my son. You know, it is. He need me right now. It's it's uh, it's other. Uh, it's <clears throat> as for my house, we shall serve the Lord. That's what it is. It did. It didn't have option A, option B, option C, option D. It didn't have. It didn't come with that. It said we shall serve the Lord. And so you have to figure out if you if you stand on that. Like Jerome had another option. It's it's all kind of options. It's all you can you can pay for a hotel. It's this it's other options. But if you truly stand on as for my house, we shall serve the Lord. Yeah, I just I just think this this a good <laughs> that's a whole other Tuesday night. Honestly, by itself, man. You know, those spirits those spirits are real. But don't forget you're a spirit. You are a spirit. Don't forget that part. Now you you we just I won't. And I don't like spirits. And you have to remember that great is he that is in me that he that is in this world. I, I, I would expect Jesus Christ to overtake any, any situation that I'm in. I don't care where it's at. I don't care who it is. 
He will be the ruler of my house. No doubt. So, so I don't care who I let in. They would never overtake Jesus Christ. They would never change. They would never change my salvation. If that's the case, then I didn't have much anyway. Exactly. Now, here's a question that I, I would pose. I think would be a question that when I get to heaven, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask this question: What would Jesus do? I mean, honestly, what would Jesus do? Because he said, "With love and kindness have I drawn thee." Mm -hmm. He is the one that says all his sin comes short of the glory of God by inspiration of the Holy Spirit and second credit. His words of love and acceptance, no matter where you are and what spirit you come, saying that you have a right to the tree of life, what would he do? Would he kick his child out or would he accept it? And I get it. Every man, according to what he does in his heart, runs his own house. I never tell no man how to run his house. That's your house. However, what would Jesus do? And by scripture and how he operated, that's an open question. Okay, I'm going to answer it this way then. <laughs> and I think it's going to make y'all think. I think I know what he would do. When you read 1 Corinthians 6 and he said all these people will not make it in, right? that's your answer. He talks all about right? that. No, finish it. Finish that scripture. Don't go with half. I'm just talking, I'm saying you read it. I'm just telling you, he said, if you do this, you do that, you do that, you do this, you do that. These people will not make it in. He's uh, uh, that's how he said. He said, such as you were. Means okay, I'm talking about they are. That's what we said. He's saying if you don't change, Glenn. So I'm saying if you are, if you are that way when you pass, yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you are that way when you pass, that's what I'm saying. If okay. you are that you way when you pass at that particular time, that's what's going to happen. So that's what I'm we're tracking. talking about. That's what I'm the tracking. scripture is saying. If you want to these, this is what's going to happen. So, I and mean. he said, you will not get in. That's what he said. So now that's at the doorsteps. That's this is your answer. kid. This is your kid <laughs> at the doorsteps in that present state that Jerome is talking about. Now, and Jesus said what he would do. Now, now, what Jerome just said, if they died in that, but if you finish that scripture, he said, but you were sanctified by the washing and the blood of Jesus Christ, which if means you, you have a right now to you salvation. Change. Now, Jerome is absolutely correct. If that, if they died right then and there, then, mm. hey, hell is their home. However, yeah. as long as they're breathing, you got an opportunity for ministry. You got an opportunity. You got a chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... And, now that you have an opportunity for ministry, you are obligated by the word to minister, not to cast out. So, under that scripture right there in 2 Corinthians 6, he, he is correct. When you are this, 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 and this, and you die, you dead, there ain't no coming back from that. That's it. But yeah. as long as you're living, you have been sanctified by the mm -hmm. washing of the blood of Jesus Christ. So that means as long as you're breathing, there's a chance for me. And it's like if I'm standing at your doorstep and my house is burned down, I'm still breathing. I still got a chance. Now I love it. Jerome gave options. He said you can do this, you can do this. Which, to be honest, I didn't even think about. Because when you ask me, my answer is my child is going to, if I got a place, my child's got a place, regardless yeah. of the present circumstance. But Jerome offered a very, very valid counter. I give them a hotel. I, I I show them the hotel. I show them hospitality. That matter, if they came in, I get it. I totally understand what he's saying. 
But when you're looking at it for one way, and I and I can be honest, it is absolutely situational because nobody will know what they're doing until that moment is actually presenting them in the face. Right. Glenn, let me ask you this, since we're on it. Um, what if, you know, we, we're talking about ministering if, for the scenario that we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. What if you know that they don't want to hear nothing you got to say about that? Romans 1 and 24. Turn them over to a reprobate. That's what I'm talking about. That's how I've been looking at it all night because I know when my, you know when I was going through it with my daughter, I hope she don't mind, but she didn't want to hear nothing I had to say and wasn't going to listen to nothing I had to say. No, no. Period. So that's what I'm saying. So if they are, if you're trying to witness to them and they telling you, no, daddy, you can't cross those lines. You can't talk to me about this. Then you do Nothing you can do. So when you start talking about, but well, it's still my child, I'm gonna let them in. When you know they don't want nothing to do, they just want to come in because they need you, but they're gonna still do what they want, and they don't want to hear nothing about the word of God. Then you got to make your, your decision based off of facts. Romans one and twenty four there. Amen, amen. But I just think it goes for anything else too. Now I'm, I mean, but I love my kids, and and I'll do anything for them. They'll call me right now today, and they'll tell you. Anybody in Todd know this? I give them the, the shirt off my back and anything. Oh, I know that. But when it came down to that situation, uh, she could come in, but the other person couldn't. <laughs> 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 you have to remember that. that and we was talking, y'all was talking on subjects a few minutes ago. But remember, all liars is going to do what? So so we, we I mean we, we we discussing good stuff and, and it need to be talked about and like you said uh man, man I ain't thinking about sending them to no hotel. The way to office you question this this I ain't thinking about sending them to no that's a great option. I mean, you know, but 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 it, it, it's good that we talk about it because Somebody just might need that option. You never know. Amen. You never know. Well, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this, and this is gonna part be my takeaway too, so you can move on. Yeah, I'm done too. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the question was thrown out there with me and Dakota as an open-ended question, right? For a specific reason, it shows is it shows where each person is because. Where Jerome is a definite no, but he presented options enough to take still take care of his own. Where 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 we was one sided and then it's like either it was a yes or no. We didn't think about nothing else. Mm -mm. You see, we did it without because it was just a loaded question. That's all it was. It was just I shouldn't say it's a loaded question. It was just a question. Right? No loaded. Just a question. No, <laughs> a question loaded. put out there. Super loaded. Uh, but loaded like Barry Bonds back. But, it, but here, yeah, but it seems at the same time, though, all of this was to, uh, and I shouldn't say I like that, but anyway, this was to make us think on all levels. Right. Sometimes we get one track minded. Yeah. And I like the way um, I think Jerome said it. Where he said, if you do this, 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 and this, it's not, you don't just stop at the one or two. It's a list of, them. it's mm -hmm. a laundry list. And I, and I implore you, go.
go back and if you don't know the meaning of some of those words, I think you need to go back and look at the meaning of some of those words in that scripture um, that he's talking about. Because when I looked up some of those meanings, it's going to make you rethink some things. Yes, it will. Because all of those words ain't what you think they mean uh, in that scripture. So I um, on that, I'm going to leave it right there. I appreciate everybody and the input. Thank you. Love you guys. Oh man, great job tonight, Freddie. What a what a temperature jump! Seventeen degrees in the last 15, <laughs> 20 minutes is so mad, and, and, that's, and that's the spirit taking over. It, it's such a such a diverse subject and a topic, and then, man, we, I'm, we can go a whole another Tuesday on what we're talking about now. But for time's sake, we're gonna go ahead and get these shout outs. Great job again, brother Prince. Love you, brother Greg. You got last thoughts. <clears throat> Well, I just uh, just hope and pray that uh, we can all learn something from this and uh, be able to teach others um, as far as the topic that we had tonight. And um, like I said, just don't be judgmental and always love them. You never know what people are going through. And um, I just ask for prayers for me that I will be able to stay strong, to be able to uh, learn to disciple uh, good and evil. And um, I love you guys and appreciate the talk tonight. Thank you. I'll be back, bro. Hey, bro. <clears throat> real quick, Greg. Real quick. I I don't. I've been thinking about that text this morning all day. It it wasn't for. It wasn't by happenstance that 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 happened. Mm, yep. And on par with what Prentice was teaching. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, I know you. I know you pray and I, ask God where He wants you to go from that. That to me. And I, I trust me. I don't, I don't just just my thought. I think that was a directional thing that happened this morning. Mm -hmm. you, you, you gotta lead your brother in love and show him <clears throat> it's a it's gonna be a step by step thing for him to get comfortable with love. That's right. your brother, and I know you love it. So anyway, good job. Love you, brother Josh. <clears throat> um great lesson tonight, Prentice. Um, I'm, I'm just glad that we can have different opinions and still love each other. I, I love tonight. I think it was awesome. Um, and it gave me a little, another perspective as well. Uh, I think we just get focused, get tunnel vision when we, we passionate about something. So I appreciate the discussion and opening up my eyes to some, some new avenues. I love y'all. Y'all have a good luck. Hey, bro. Love you too. Hey. When we get off, call me real quick. I got. I need to run something by you real quick. Love you, brother. Brother Chuck. Hey, uh, I prayed for you today. Thanks, sir. <laughs> God sent that. I said, Ooh. Uh, I whether I would have glad God used you to do it. Uh, and I thank you. Did great job, man. Uh, what you talked tonight and what, what we talked about tonight is going uh, I'm going to have to apply that to help me to be more Christ-like when I see people that are different. Um, I mean, you just have to just love in spite of and that's uh, that's what I got tonight, man. I mean, I can't be judging people because I don't know the heart of a man or the heart of a woman. I'll just go by what the outside appearance looks like. And I can't do that. 
Thank you, Prince. Amen. You helped me out tonight, man. Amen. Good job, brother. Yeah. So I love you. Love you. Good stuff. Brother, man. Brother Dakota. Amen. Amen. Heck of a discussion tonight. Amen. And uh, Brother Brooks, as always, uh, just like the Michael Jackson song, boy, you want to be starting something, you got to be starting something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in the morning. Amen. Uh, uh, going <laughs> from the conversation that we had last week about all of that. And uh, um, but like I said, one thing about it, if your child came up with you through the ranks, uh, through all the years of church from elementary school to middle school to high school, if that child was, was brought up in church, then they already know. If they ain't heard it in the church, they done heard it in my household and they know exactly how I feel about it. And whatnot, but like I said, I love them, of course, and whatnot, and, and they go, that goes without saying. But I just don't approve of your lifestyle and whatnot. You know, I got two grown daughters. They living with their boyfriends and whatnot. Ain't got marriage address. You know, that that's that's not approved in my side either because I still fornicate. And I, I don't appreciate that at all. I'm just as hard on the fornicators that I am the hom homosexuals and whatnot because seeing is seeing, like we said earlier. But man, what a, what a good topic on tonight and whatnot. I pray that we all got something out of it and learned something out of it. Folks. But um, God bless you, brother, tonight and whatnot, man. And, uh, just stick to your guns and whatnot, because you go have to work with homosexuals or whatever the case may be, and whatnot, and you can't shy away from them. You can just because you laugh and trip with them don't mean you accept them and all of that type of stuff. Stand your ground. If they ask you how you feel about it, then let them know. There's always an opportunity to minister. Always an opportunity to minister. When I because God will present a time when it's time to do it at the right time. And when I we don't work with them at the city of Columbia. And whatnot, I don't work doing them on other jobs outside of Columbia and whatnot. When there's a time to minister, there's a time to minister. But that was an awesome subject on tonight and whatnot. Uh, God bless each and every last one of you brothers. I love you and God bless you. Amen. Love you too, my brother. Hey, man. Good stuff, brother, because good stuff. Love you, brother Robert. <clears throat> Just remember that the, uh, the word of God cuts going in and it cuts coming out i'm just saying you have to do you have to present it if you get a stake and put it on a dirty plate nobody want it but if you present the word of god with love kindness and compassion mercy and grace it will land where it's intended and it will grow as the bible says that's a subject that most people don't want to talk about. I'm glad it was brought up. Thank you, Brother Books. As as the little light-skinned fella said, you're a troublemaker. You always have been. You always will be. And I thank you for the topic tonight. Uh, somebody want to take folks to Ruth, Chris, and all that, but brother, you stay on it. Get them every chance you get. I love you, brothers, man. Y'all listen, just don't know. Y'all got me boiling over here. I, I, I love tonight. I love it. Man, God bless y'all, man. <laughs> All right, good stuff, Brother Robert. Good stuff, man. Love you, Brother Jerome. <laughs> I was done, man. Um, good night tonight. Feel good about it. Got some stuff I need to read up on. Because I really, I'm left where, I'm, I'm left in awe. You know, I want to read some more and, and make sure 
that what I think lines up with the word of God. That's all I got. Amen. 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 Always, Jay. Good stuff, man. Thank you for raising the temperature. You, It was already up. This, well, you got it going. You and Glenn. Honestly, y'all haven't done that in a minute. Why you like you did Jerome? Are you? That's my boy. I love Jerome with everything. Our, our best <laughs> nights, you guys would kind of just, it's like a like a basketball game. You guys would kind of just do y'all thing for like a segment. I'm, I'm talking about because I watch them. I watch them all the time while I'm doing homework. And our best ones, it's just like the spirit take over. You and you and Jerome just, I have people like, hey, Jerome and Glenn, hey, they ain't vibing tonight. Like, hey, you know, it's just, it's, it's not planned. It just happened. So that was good stuff, man. My man, my takeaway, man, again, just when Prentice talked about who Jesus went to visit, man, just re-energized my thought process about my father's business. I mean, man, that's that thought process keeps me so grounded because I know I went, I was somewhere, like I said, I was so boom, 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 boom. And I went to Burger King or somewhere and was a gay guy at the Wondu and, and I and I drove off. This was in probably early 2000 because I got saved in three. And I went to another restaurant, <laughs> got me something to eat. Dude looked like me. And the food, I couldn't eat it. It didn't sit right in my spirit. And God, I'm not saved yet. God starts showing me <laughs> all the stuff that I, that he's not happy and pleased with me. Even before I was saved, the food was just absolutely terrible because I I knew that I, I had thoughts in my head that wasn't right. I was judging that I'll never forget that, man. But Saturday, real quick, uh, me and Brother Dakota and Brother Robert, we was doing a neighborhood cleanup, man. And 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 we we probably in what, about 30, 45 minutes. And the guy came, joined us. The people come later, you know, join. And the guy was a pastor. And he said he was in a meeting and he really had something else to do. But he just wanted to come and show his face. And man, Man, I looked over there, him and Brother Dakota had, they was they was touching each other, praying. And I just walked up to him, man, and, and, and I just started touching it and grinning with him too, man. And, and man, it just blows, those things blows me away when you see God in the flesh and the natural and you can touch him. Because he didn't stay after, he didn't stay long after that. Did he, he, he left about 10 minutes or so later. He said that's what he needed. And so it just kind of confirms with me that I'm in the right place and I'm headed in the right direction. And God is, he's, he's walking with me and he's walking with all of us. So man, just, I just wanted to share that, man. Love all you guys. Great job again, brother Prentice, brother Glenn. Uh, uh, Dirty Bird just texted me. He said he's okay. Gary had a uh, rehearsal. He got a show. Uh, brother George was ministering to his niece and her kids. So that's why he said he was on. He said, pray for him. He loved all of us. And so that's it. Brother Glenn, take us home. Well, man, first of all, I, I hope anybody watching us. Rome and I love each other. We, oh, yeah, we good. We, yeah. we, we good. And, and, uh, let me tell you something right now. I love the fact that how he reads the Bible because it, it keeps me on my toes. It keeps me sharp. And that's good. We, we sharpen each other. So if anybody think there's never any animosity. No. So I can call that dude and tell him I need the world. And if he got it, he'll give it. And he knows right. So, but we will tell everybody how much I call you, ask you questions about the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna put it out there. <laughs> and, uh, that's my dude, 100%. And I mean, we we have always been that competitive fire between us, but it, it has always been respect and love, and it will continue to be. And he keeps me straight. Don't don't think I got all the right answers. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, I, I, I want to. But you're right, Ty. We had had a good transfer in a long time. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been a minute. It used to be almost every other week. It was almost every other week. Some it was stretches where it was three or four weeks in a row. Then might miss a week. But the thing, real quick, when Jerome and Glenn would get on the phone, and, and he'll call me, hey, ho. Uh-uh. No you can't run that by me. I, 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 I need to be at the house and, and I need to be settled down. I need to be in a quiet place because y'all, when y'all, when they bouncing, oh man, he brings in, man, he throw fire at me. Hey man, I can't do nothing but burn up right now. <laughs> but hey, it's always, it's always a pleasure, man. Prentice, awesome, awesome lesson. Awesome yes. teacher, yes. man. And, and it's needed. And I pray that this one takes fire, everybody that, that runs in contact with it, share it. And it causes a change in the kingdom because these conversations need to be had because we're not representing all of our brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. And we're not telling them the truth as Jerome said. We, we're not telling them the truth in love. And it's not fair that we're, that we're separating it in such a manner that they don't get what they need. So mm -hmm. I thank God for using you tonight. Awesome word. Man, I'm just so excited. Uh, about anybody's going to come in contact with it. And, and, and Josh said it. So many people are dealing with it in the quiet. The, the turmoil is on the inside of them that suicide is becoming more and more prevalent. And now they have an escape and they at least know there's a group of people that will try the best they can to minister to them and answer the question. And so I thank God for the opportunity to be a part of this one tonight. Awesome word. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, anybody got any other prayer requests? Yeah. Amen. Well, it's an ambulance and a fire truck keeps going by my house, so I'm going to go out and find out what it is, but we're going to pray about that situation. But um, I, I heard their prayer request of George dealing with his niece and her family, so we're definitely going to look lift him up. We're going to yeah. lift up um, anybody that is dealing with Rick. I hadn't heard Rick. from Rick Mendenhall. I, I, actually, I talked to Rick the other day. Rick is doing fine. Okay, good. He, he, um, oh. I've been keeping in touch with him, and uh, he's doing fine. Man, have a good conversation. Rick makes me laugh, so I, I and we and we were laughing, so he's in good spirit. Okay, good, good, that's good, that's good. Good spirit. He watches, so he he'll know you asked about him. And then, um, uh, and just anybody else? I just pray that I uh ask y'all to pray for me that I can disciple good and evil. Yeah, amen, brother. Man, amen. As long as you got the heart of a disciple, you will be a great disciple. Yes, sir. Yes, Amen. sir. Amen. All right. Well, Father God, is in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to give your name, all glory, honor, praise. And God, we thank you for this transference of your word tonight. Father, how you even open up our understanding, God, to go deeper in our research and, and our understanding and our knowledge that we don't just stop here, God, but we take the yoke and learn of you that we may be good stewards over your word and do what you called us to do. Father, we thank you for the messenger tonight, Father, and how you increase his knowledge to share with us. And we ask you to return that virtue unto him, God, that was poured out. Father, you heard the prayer request of, of Brother George and Brother Billy and, and the request on the behalf of Rick, God, that has gone forth. But not only them, Father, but every one of us that are, are gathered yes. here in your name tonight, Father, we stand on your word knowing that you're about to make us whole. Continue, Father, to look upon every situation and circumstance that we deal with, God. And Father, we surrender it over to you, Father, knowing that only you can do it. Father, we thank you for everything you do. And God, how you continue just to use this group as a whole. Father, we ask right now that you increase our footprint, Father, that we will yes. be able to be ministers unto your word to those that are calling upon 
your holy and righteous name. Thank you for everything you do. It's in the matchless name of Jesus Christ we do pray. On um, agreement, say amen and amen. 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 Night, guys. I love you guys. All right, man. Love amen. you, man. Amen.